Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. Money now. I'm getting right into it. Very, 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 very uh, on me. I'm very in it. We've been talking about handle your business, right? So we're still talking about it. Tell your friend, handle your business. Got to learn how to handle your business. I think, uh, I think uh, one of the one of the main things, one of the main uh, hindrances of financial come up, especially in the faith is the area of business. I don't think we really understand the area of business. Uh, when it comes to business, I don't see anything in the pool of business but sharks. This is from my experience. Excuse me if y'all like, well, my that's fine. In my experience, especially with the music industry, the entertainment industry, I don't see anything in that pool but sharks. So I had to learn how to swim with the sharks. You got to learn at some point to be in a thing but not of it. The reason why we don't get certain exposure to certain arenas is for fear that we'll become our surroundings. So if God cannot trust us to be integral in any environment, he doesn't release us to new rooms and new spaces. You understand what I'm saying? Because God is not going to put himself at risk as far as the relationship is concerned. So if you cannot handle a certain arena or a certain level of exposure or finances or whatever you cannot handle, uh, he will not expose you to that. But we have to learn, like I said, to have him on the inside of us so that anywhere we go, any company we keep, even if you're in the tank with the sharks, you don't become a shark yourself. But you still have to learn how to be wise as saints. No. Why would the Bible compare us to a serpent? Why would he ever encourage us to be like the enemy, right? Satan is like the enemy, right? The serpent. Nobody thinks pleasantries when you think serpents unless you have a snake at your house. Got a pet snake. Anybody got a pet snake? Okay, so we're on the same page. <laughs> Nobody thinks delightful, positive thoughts when it comes to snake because the serpent has always been compared and parallel to Satan. Why would the Lord tell you to be wise? As a serpent. Hmm. A serpent is calculated. A serpent thinks. A serpent is quiet. These are traits from the serpent that we can take on without becoming him. Are you hearing me? The Bible says that the children of darkness are wiser than the children of light. Your Bible says that. I'm, I'm mad it's not on the screen. Children of darkness are wiser than the children of light. Because there's this delusion with the children of light that once we're saved and everything, that we're just, we just don't have to function in this world anymore. You do. So the delusion and the part that, that they say, uh, 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 they, uh, Christ, the traditional presentation of Christendom makes one schizophrenic. A study show. How you present God and how you present Christian living can make one schizophrenic. Because now it's like, uh, uh, like one example. If our loved one dies, oh, you got you got to praise them through it. I know they gone, but they in a better place. You know they in a better place. Praise them. Don't cry. Worship God. He's gonna give you peace. My loved one is gone. So now I'm going to be schizophrenic because I feel like to really be a saved Christian, I shouldn't have these feelings. So now I try to surpass natural, healthy grief to be saved and spiritual. Well, that's the wrong rules. So now you're borderline schizophrenic. You're this person and that person because you, you were never meant to be this detached person from humanity. So when it comes to finances and money, it's almost the same type of thing. You're going to have to learn how to navigate sharky waters. <laughs> I know sharky is not a word, but just come with me. Without developing fins. 
and becoming a shark yourself. You're going to have to learn how to handle your business. The Bible alludes to in business be men. In business, handle your business like, like the sharks do. All right, I hope y'all feeling what I'm saying. Swim like a shark, but be a saint. Because the system is not set up for saints. Are y'all ready now? The system ain't set up for saints. The music industry I am in is not set up for saints. I'm in the gospel music industry. Okay, I ain't going to talk about, I love all y'all, how y'all doing streaming and screaming. Streaming and screaming, good to see both of y'all. The gospel music industry is basically a music industry. It's not set up for the Christian. It's set up to manipulate the Christian. So I come in pure. I got songs that God gave me. And pop, 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 I get beat up by, and bit by all the sharks. Because it's about money. Oh, this is going to get good. So if you bring all your salvation... To the industry, you will be a saved, broke artist. I'm not telling you to compromise your Christianity in any way, but you're going to have to learn the business and handle it, okay, without, being, without threatening your relationship with God. It ain't, don't touch it because that's evil. No, some things you're going to have to be in but not of. Are you hearing me? And only God can really judge that. But I want you all to understand, you have to learn how to handle your business in the name of Christians. We're nice. We give everybody a discount. And you're trying to start your business. And the first 10 that come in, they get it for free. It's like, yo. I'm saved. You saved. We going to heaven. Cool. This ain't heaven. Okay, (laughs) y'all. This is my business. I need $29.95. Plus tax. American taxes. We're in America. Tell your neighbor, plus tax. I'm not going to give you a discount, but you can give me a tip. Handle your business. You're not mean because you're accountable. I'm not mean. I'm accountable. I'm responsible for this register. If your register comes up short, Hey, y'all, ooh, that happened to me last week. I'm telling y'all, it was a mess. You can't come up short. I'm accountable and responsible for this register. I don't care if you're my daughter or my kid. Like, if you come through my register, either you're going to pay or I'm going to pay. But one of us got to handle... So in the area of finances, we lose and we lose and we lose as we give and we give and we give. And another thing, I ain't even do the, scripture, the first scripture yet, but Lord Jesus, I'm just flowing right now. Learn to lend. Yes. Learn to lend certain things. Lend. Lend. Uh, barter system, right? Okay, cool. Don't give away all your money or all your things. Lend it. Or ask for something in return. That's business and it's healthy. Can I get a ride to the mall? Cool. Next week, I'm going to need... Okay, quiet on this side of me. Because then after the 15th ride, you feel used. And this is your friend, but you can feel used because you didn't handle your business. Is there anything you need from them? Oh. Yeah, is there anything that you may need from them? Yeah, I'll give you a ride. Can you? And it's not, I'm not telling you to look at all your friends, look at every situation like that. You know, have a piece of gum. Well, can I have a ride home? You can have a piece of gum if I can have a ride. It's not that. Don't look at every situation. You know what I'm saying? saying? Fads ain't giving nobody a ride. Because, no, it's not gum for a ride, but I'm saying those opportunities are there. And it makes your relationship healthy. It keeps your relationship with the person healthy. You're not using me. I'm not using you. We're there for each other. Yeah, I gave you a ride, but oh, you took my daughter to the whatever. I mean, it's, 
It's a, it's a healthy balance of business. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And you'll be happier dwelling with them. Next time they ask for a ride, it's not, oh, it's like, okay, because we have a healthy system of handling our business. Are y'all feeling me this morning? These are little things that you'll need in big arenas. These are the little things you need in big offices, in the boardrooms. You're going to need these type of principles and mindsets when you sit around the round table. These are little things you need to implement now that you'll need in business later. Now, I'm always talking as if I'm talking to leaders, managers, business owners. I rarely talk to those who are working for someone. And that's fine because you, you still have to work for someone until you come into your own or maybe, maybe you won't come into your own. Maybe you'll forever, be, maybe you're in a family business or something like that. I'm not going to speak a curse over your life that you'll never start your own business. But maybe that's not everybody's thing. But overall, I'm talking to leaders. So even if you don't have your own business, you have your own home. You, you understand what I'm saying? You have, your, you have your own something. And you can apply these principles to those things. The Bible says here that no man can serve two masters. Let's get into it. No man can serve two masters. Now, no man can serve two masters. You got to love one and hate the other, right? You can't serve both God and money. That's what God is saying here. And I looked at this differently Wednesday. I'll start with this every week. But I looked at this differently this past Wednesday. Uh, what God is saying is now that you're in Christ, now that you're in me, now that we're in relationship and you went from sin to righteousness, okay, by one man's disobedience, we were all born in sin. By one man's obedience, we are now made righteous. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Okay, so now we were born into the condition of sin because of Adam. The condition, not the verb. You were born into a realm of sin, a room called sin. The room had books, tables, clocks, whatever. But the room that you're born in is called sin. Whether you go and open a book or your expression of sin is you. We're not all born liars, but if a kid lies, that's the kid. You're born in sin. How sin is expressed is up to your lust. Never mistake expression with condition. We're born in the condition of sin. The expression is our choice. Are you understanding what I'm saying? We're all born in sin. That's why he lied. No, no, no. Why did you, why did you lie? <laughs> Yeah, I understand. Why did you choose lying as your expression of sin? You're not born homosexual and born lesbian. You choose that in the room. That's in the room. Adultery is in the room. I chose that. He forgave me. Thank you, Jesus. Did he forgive you? Did you choose some things in the room too? All right, don't look at me like that. You touched some things in the room too. But aren't you glad he snatched you out? Let's give God a snatch out praise right there. He snatched me. If he snatched you out of anything, scream, jump, yell, clap, high five, do something. He snatched me out. We're all drawn away by our, by our own lust, not by what's in the room. So we choose that expression and nobody's condemned. You're not condemned for that. I'm not condemning you. But now, because of Christ, we've been placed in another room. A better room. A brighter room. A wiser room. The best room. Woo! The presidential suite. <laughs> so now we're in Christ. We're in a new room now. These new rooms have different functions. So what God is saying is, like, now that you're in me, you can't serve two masters. It ain't going to work. I was up last night getting some ice. Mom G was in the uh, kitchen as well. So I was getting some ice. You know the little outside thing outside the fridge, the little, you push the cup on it. The... They're like, yeah, go. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm pushing a little ice thing, little crushed ice coming out. You know, I'm going to have me a nice little whatever. Because I like to drink my Fanta with some crushed ice and make me feel like it's a little slushy type thing. You know what I mean? So I got my orange Fanta. I got my, but I'm trying to get the ice. 
I'm getting greedy while I'm getting the ice. I'm opening the other side of the fridge. Because I want to see maybe I can munch on something. You know what I'm saying? So the ice is going, I'm greedy. Open the door. The ice thing stops. I'm like, oh my God, I forgot. I slammed the door. Bang! And I finished. Mom G laughing at me. <laughs> oh, you little young whippersnapper. <laughs> I said, this fridge, I told her, I said, this fridge is so spoiled. Got to do it his way. The ice machine would not work unless I closed both doors. Now, the side I was using was closed. So I figured as long as this side is closed, I'll be all right opening the unused side. But the kingdom, I mean, the refrigerator said, no, 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 you got to do it my way or no way at all. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, close the door. It ain't going to work with the door open. I know it makes sense to you, but the way I wired your life, the way I wired your purpose, the way I wired your future, you got to do it this way or it won't Tell your neighbor, close the fridge. Woo! I'm going to preach close the fridge someday. It ain't going to work. And I could have kept pushing the ice thing till it broke out of my frustration. Because to me, it should still work. To me, I should still be able to serve God and serve money. I still should be able to, you know what I mean, do this outside of God. But no, it won't work. You cannot serve. You can't do it your way. Oh, this, okay. Uh, yeah. So if you're in Christ and you want God to bless you, you got to do it. Tell your neighbor, my life, his way. Mm, 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 mm. Here's his way. Labor not to be rich. Don't work to get rich. It's not the way to do it in this room. All right, y'all in a new room now. Y'all got me? See, I got saved. I got the Holy Ghost. Well, saved. You wasn't saved unless you spoke in tongues in my church. So I didn't get saved until I was 12 years old. But I was in church all my life. All, that's all I knew. I don't even remember school. I remember church more than school back in the day. We went to church every day. I'll say, y'all miss what I... Meetings Monday. Bible study Tuesday. Rehearsal Wednesday. Rehearsal Thursday. Youth night Friday. Saturday, you prep and get ready for Sunday school. Early Sunday morning, Sunday school. Morning service. Break downstairs in church. Afternoon and night service. Back again Monday for the meeting. Y'all not ready for my schedule. That's your problem. That's your problem. You don't know my schedule. You don't know my schedule. <laughs> Every day. Labor not to be rich. Cease from your own wisdom. You think you know what you need to do to make money. Don't cease. Cease from your own understanding of it. Don't wear yourself out with the overwhelming desire to gain wealth. You're wearing yourself out. See, God is not telling you don't have money. He's, he's saying God is concerned about you, period. He likes your wife. He likes your kids. He, li he likes your husband. He likes you. And the same thing for your kids. He likes your mom. He likes you. And the same thing for the wife. He likes your job. You, everybody has this overwhelming love from the Father. If anything is going to worry you, it's not going to be good for your soul, that's not good for your mind, that's overall going to be stressful and going to put pressure on this body I put you in, I'm going to tell you about it. So don't go after wealth because you wear yourself out. Amen. 
You got life to live. I'm trying to help you. This is God. The Bible always presents best case scenarios. I'm going to say it again. The word of God for the believer always gives you what? Best case. So for best results, don't go to work every day trying to get rich. How many people you know been to work every day and not rich and older than you? Uh-uh. Who do you know personally in your family, your lineage, that has worked themselves to riches? It's, why is it quiet in the Presbyterian church? And I love Presbyterians. Nobody we even know closely has gotten rich just working hard every day. Your mom, your grandma, your great, your aunt. Who? And I'm not saying it's never happened. Some people get the boom. They get that. It's never overnight. They did something. Who? So why is that our mindset? To hustle. That's the culture's mindset. Mm. Culture is often counter kingdom. The culture is often counter kingdom. So we got to rip our minds away from the culture. We got to like unlearn, be healed, and then learn. Ain't that a lot? I'll say that. I got saved at 12, but I was in church all my life. So I was kind of like in the goddess realm. It was very traditional, very religious. But I was kind of like in that realm. If you just got saved last week and you 25 and you 30, you already have a set way that you got to rip yourself from. The only pain you experience as a believer is the ripping of your old self. That's the only pain you should experience. Let me get you out of here. I'm sorry. I'm just flowing. Don't, don't wear yourselves out trying to be rich. Will you set, you're going to set your eyes, you're going to set your eyes. In other words, you're going to make your overall focus and goal something that is not. Like you're going to put your eyes on something then it's not because it's going to make it's going to make wings and it's going to fly away. How many of y'all got the money you had five years ago? How many of y'all had the money you had five days ago? Okay. Money makes wings and flies away. I'm trying to help live today for some straight... Why make your life's goal something that's bound to fly away and leave you? Money should be currency. Currency. It flows to me. It flows through me. It flows to me. It flows from me. To, for, to, from, to. That's what it's supposed to be. Current. Currency. I currently have what I need. You can desire more, but currently you ate, right? Or you about to eat, right? Okay, you dressed, right? Nobody's barefoot, right? Unless you choose to be this morning. And that's you and your style. You got feet. You, I mean, you got shoes. You, got, you, have, you currently have what you need. You have currency. Mm. Are you hearing me? So there's no reason to be stressed, depressed, late. You have, I, everybody say, I currently have what I need. That's everybody in the building. Everybody currently has, what's the complaining? I don't know. What's the stress about? Every day you have what you need. You can want more and you can need stuff to meet deadlines and all that stuff like bills and stuff. But overall, the Bible is true. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed. Did y'all eat yesterday? If you ate yesterday, clap your hands and say, I'm doing pretty good. I don't care if you ate almonds and mustard. Clap your hands and say, I ate. I'm doing pretty good. I don't care if you had bread and ketchup. Clap your hands and say, I'm doing pretty good. I don't care if you had Captain Crunch and chocolate milk. I'm doing pretty good. I, I don't care if you had Pop-Tarts and sausages. I'm doing all right. I don't care if you had olives and grapes. I'm doing pretty good. I don't care if you had plums and... Uh, Clap your hands and say, I'm doing pretty good. I got vision for better, but I have what I need. There it is. Hallelujah. I got plans for more, but today all of my needs are supplied. High 
five your name and say, I got what I need. Got it. You feel me? I know you want more, but stop complaining. You got what you need. Life is not about making money. Life is not about making money. I'm standing here speaking against something, and I feel it. I, every time I say it, I'm like, I'm like cracking it. You know how a window cracks, and it cracks. I see it cracking, so I'm going to say it again. Life is not about making money. Oh, I'm going to break this thing. Life is not about making money. You think God will take his time to come to, to gather dust and dirt and put veins and, and tendons and, and, and brain and muscles and tissue and heart and ribs and, and neck, neck bone connected to the shirt. Oh, he going to do all that so you can live for money and not him? I'm going to say it like this. Serve who saved you. If money saved you, serve money. But if God saved you. God going to take all this time that everybody has a different fingerprint. All these details. Money didn't do nothing for you. But yet we're dropped into this earth. And everything is revolved around money. Everything. This money is just the focus. And God is like, I was here before money. Ooh. Okay, let me get y'all out of here. He exists without money. But don't fall in love with money for the love of money. Here we go. Y'all see it. The love of money is the root of all evil. Some people, eager for money, have wandered from the faith. Some people who are eager for money have wandered from the faith. Eager for money, wander from the faith. Wow. Not only that, because that's like, oh, okay, I can get back. So that's the cool part. Like, if you're, the love of money is the root of all evil, some people going after money, you leave the faith. That's not a big deal to some people. Okay, cool. Let me tell you what else happens. You pierce yourself with many griefs. Making money your overall goal for breath that day. You not only leave the faith, which is horrible, but to some, we've done that before in our sins. We've done it. Be we've disconnected from God, so we can. You can grow accustomed to the connect, disconnect, connect, grace, disconnect, connect, grace. You can kind of grow accustomed to that. So we're used to the roller coaster with God because He's consistent. So maybe if I say going after money, you're going to leave the faith. That's not a huge thing because we've left the faith in our behavior before. But deeper than just losing your connection with God, you cut yourself. This is where God, I got to talk about money. Because they're going after it, hurting themselves. I'm up here saying, let not your heart be troubled, but you're grieving yourselves. Making money your God. You're piercing yourselves with sorrows. Another interpretation says, you punish yourself with many sorrows going after money. You can go to bed depressed every night. Cause, let's talk about it. Nothing else is a master as money is. Money is a master. I got to talk about this, y'all. I hope I'm not boring you. All right, cool. I got to talk about this. Okay. Money, nothing is a master as money is. Not sex, not drugs, not alcohol. Those are habits. Money is over those things because money can bring you those things. None of those things can bring you money. I mean, unless you're a prostitute or a drug dealer or if you sell alcohol. All right? But still, overall, none of that can bring you those things, but money can bring you all of those things. And that's the deceitfulness of riches. 
that money gives you access to what Christ offers you through him. The deceitfulness of riches, the Bible calls it, the way you're deceived by going after money, the, the lie is that money can bring you the same thing God can bring you. If I had more money, I'd be happier. I'd just have joy. Lie. Eh. I'm going to say some things. Y'all just hold up the X and go, eh, unless it's the truth. See, I'm going to test you guys. If I, if, I just had more, if I just had more money, I'll just have more peace. God gives that. You, you hear what I'm saying? So money is trying to eclipse God. Money is trying to stand in front of God and say, no, 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 I can do the same thing. And we're like, wow, well, let's serve that. What can I do to get you? If you can bring me happiness, money, if you can bring me all this glamour, what do I need to do? What must I do to be yours? No, I'm not serving money. The lie is I would sleep better if I had more money. <laughs> Y'all funny. I ain't going to do no more. Y'all funny. Satan rules through this master because no one will choose Satan directly. but we'll choose money because it gratifies us. Think about it. Satan didn't say at the tree of good, of, of, with, with Adam and Eve, he didn't say, worship me. That was like, he said, you will be, you will, you, you, you. And if we're gratified, if something will gratify us immediately, we're going to go for that. As old as some of us are, and I don't mean ancient old, like 96 but if you're 96, I'm glad you're here and I love you. But as, as mature as some of us are, we're still very intermediate in the area of self-gratification. Children will do anything just to feel good in a minute. They'll be off. They'll have powder all on their face. They'll have cake all on their hair. They don't care. They just want to be gratified. We look like that to God. We're not children, but we act like it in areas. Certain sins or certain things uh, make us immature. Jacob and Esau. Okay. Never mind, y'all. Jacob and Esau. Esau had the birthright. You were born, you were the first son. All of the inheritance is yours. After I die, you have the family lineage. You have all of the business. You have it, Esau. I give you the birthright. Thank you, Dad. Jacob comes like, yo. I know you're taking over the family business. I know you're working hard. You hungry? Because I'm the family cook. Esau like, I'm hungry, man. Hold on, hold on. Here go Jacob handling his sharky business. I'll give you something. See? But you got to give me your birthright. Okay. Just give me a sip of that potato soup. Ooh, with them bacon, little bacon chips in it. I'm sorry. Ooh, shredded cheese and the chives. Ooh. Ooh, I got to go to Outback, get that potato soup from Outback. Anyway, I'm back. Put that brown bread in it and sop it up. I'm back. <laughs> Woo! God bless y'all. Y'all save, right? Y'all save because I'm about to close service and go eat. <laughs> Everybody save you. Love Jesus. God bless you. I'll see you next week. <laughs> I don't care. Just give it to me. I don't care. I want to be gratified now. He gave up his birthright. He gave up his future for his present. Oh, live. Live, live, live. Most of Satan's temptations are aggressively honed in on the now. Most of Satan's temptations are aggressively honed in on the now. Jesus has never been this vulnerable before. Let me tempt him with what he's going through now. Turn these stones into bread. That's never a temptation before or after this moment because he's hungry. So the enemy tempts you with what you hunger for. But hunger's only for a moment. All right? So on the kingdom side, so on Satan's side, he's tempting you with what you can have right now, right now, right now. On the kingdom side, we have promises. Future. 
future. God's promises are 100% based on future tense. Future. So if I do things God's way, eventually I'll walk in my birthright, Esau. You might be hungry for 10 minutes, but in 10 years you're going to be running the whole... Don't sacrifice 10 years for 10 minutes. You feel what I'm saying? Let me get into this. Nothing from without can change somebody. We talked about this. Money doesn't change a person. It reveals them. Not even, I'm not even talking about a lot of money. Money doesn't change a person. It reveals them. Okay? So you can tell. You can get to know something about a stranger by what they purchase, rich or poor. Because where your heart is, where your treasure is, your heart will be also. So your heart is you. I can tell who you are by what you purchase. If I came in your house and looked at some of your decorations, I'm like, okay. I don't know you, but I can get to know you by where you put your money. Y'all. So money is a revealer of soul and character and person. So the more money you get, the more you are revealed. Yeah. Okay, y'all don't understand that. Let me go to the next point. He says, he made everything beautiful and appropriate in his time. He also planted eternity, a sense of divine purpose in the human heart, a mysterious longing which nothing under the sun can satisfy except God. You cannot find out or comprehend all that God has done. God has put a void in all of us that only he can satisfy. That's the point I wanted to make with that. You can go after money. You can get the things that money, you know, can afford you. But there will still be this emptiness. Have you ever said... This is, this is, it used to be like the day after Christmas or three days after Christmas. Now it's like Christmas night. You over your gifts. Like the gifts is in the corner. I'm like, daughters, hey, daughters, y'all better go in that corner and play with every last thing in it. I mean, the roaches, play with them. Everything in the corner. <laughs> Ty Tribbic got roaches? No, Florida has roaches. <laughs> it just happened to be a few on my porch. <laughs> they don't belong to me. They belong to Florida. <laughs> you're over it. Right after you get it, you're over it. You drive a new car for two weeks and it's like, there's always this emptiness that you think will be filled once you get it. Once you see your Bentley and you sit in your Bentley and you drive your Bentley for a week, it's a car. You don't see your Bentley pull up. They do on the outside like, wow, you see a car. It looks glamorous. It looks like it'll solve everything. It looks like it'll make you feel, but you, you're over it. You're ready for the next gift. My daughter at the end of her last birthday party said, I know what I want to do next year. Did you hear what I just said? Let me slow it down for the camera. My daughter at the end of her birthday party last year, still sweating from the festivities, said, Dad, I know what I want to do next year for my party. How could you even think that? Well, yet you still have guests here for this year. Wait till they leave. And if they spend in the night, wait till they leave. That's how quickly we're over it, but you plan a whole year for it. Ooh. So God is like, yo, let me get y'all out of here. I'm sorry. Let me do this in 10 minutes. Oh, do y'all see this? This is the point I was making. All right. Everybody read. Three, two, one. Wait. Just wait till I get to the other side of the stage. Think about that. Where are you going? Okay, all right. <laughs> Ushers, please make sure they come right back, please. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, can we read that again, please, and then continue? One, two, three, go. Why? What did that mean to you? 
volunteer. Any volunteer? What does that mean to you? It'll never be enough. Hmm. You'll never be satisfied. It's nothing. That's the truth. It's nothing. It's an illusion. It's a, it's a, mur it's a, mur it's a mirage. Yeah. When you're in the desert, you just start hallucinating. You just see water. You just start drinking sand like this tastes so good. Going after money makes you drink sand thinking you're being filled. Thinking it's refreshing you, but it's drying you out. I wish y'all heard. Don't fall for the money mirage. Good God Almighty. Are you hearing me? It's empty. What value does money have in heaven? I'm just asking y'all a question. Solomon said, this is the truth that I figured out, and I almost got sad over it. Solomon is talking. He's the wisest man. He's like, yo, you leave and come in this world the same. Solomon was like borderline depressed because he had so much. But he had, to, but he had so much wisdom. He was like, this is nothing. This is vanity. Why would you want more money? Okay. If you don't have a vision, why would you want or need more money? Other than the vain vanity side. I got M's in my bank account. I could do what I want. That's the vanity. We just want money for vanity. Unless you have purpose. I want to start four daycares. Here's $5 million. Are y'all... I like those three claps because four of y'all got purpose, but yeah, like, 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 like provision comes to vision. Can I get a little more hand claps? I'm a little old school church, babe. I need just a little clap. That's it. Everybody say provision only comes to vision. If your vision is you. Vanity. God does not provide for vanity. What are you going to do if I give you $10 million today? A if I give you $100,000, $50,000, what would you do with it? Do you have a plan for increase? If you don't have a plan for increase or a well in which the waters of finances will flow through, who, who would pour water on a table? If you don't have anything planned for this to go into, I'm not going to pour. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? So I have all of this ready to give you, but if you have nothing ready to receive it, I hold my hand back. So maybe some of y'all don't have more money because you don't have nothing to pour it into. You don't have a vision. You don't have a plan. You don't have a... Y'all. You, you feel what I'm saying? I got a plan. I'm writing books. I'm starting, I'm starting businesses. I want to do stuff for the ministry. I'm seeing all these homeless here. I want to... What do you want to do with the money? Because if you just want to stack it and post your receipts after you leave the ATM... Vanity and emptiness. Because you look great last year. And nobody remembers that picture or outfit. You look great last week. And it's over. So why live to make money to look good in a moment that's over? Are y'all hearing me? Next scripture. Here we go. If you, if you can't be trusted with worldly riches, then you will not be trusted with true riches. If you cannot be trusted with the things that belong to someone else, then you will not be given things of your own. This is financial come up, okay? The way you get your own first is by being under someone else's. In the kingdom. This is all kingdom best case scenario instructions. The Bible, okay? This ain't the whole world. The world has other ways to make money. And if you follow them, you're subject to them. If you follow the world, you're subject to the world, and they're responsible for your outcome. Follow God, you're subject to God, and he's responsible for your outcome. Y'all hear what I'm saying? So God's way is I give you your own after I see how you manage someone else's. Hmm. Oh, that's a good point, God, but I don't really know how to say it like you're telling me right now. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, okay. You, you, she's telling me something. Your true heart is exposed in the things that are not directly connected to you. Uh, so if this doesn't really concern you, how you handle it really exposes who you are. You, if it's yours, of course it's going to get the best. If it's yours, of course you're going to dress it. But if it's not yours, the real you. Ooh, are y'all hearing that? The real you is exposed. And God is like, I need to see how you handle things that are not yours. Things that don't belong to you. Because, ooh, God. Because that's how Jesus is. Jesus treated everybody like they belong to him, even the Gentiles. So how do you treat things and, and, and arenas that do not belong to you? It exposes who you really are. If, I, if you babysit my kids, well, you better treat them right. I mean, they... They better have, when I get back at six, they might, they better have been to the dentist, got their shots. That was a joke. But he puts you under another man's stuff first. Don't be frustrated serving somebody else. Look for someone who's doing what you're doing and serve them. That's cool. You will not be trusted with true riches. I'm almost done. Thank y'all for the time. Well, what is true riches? What is true riches? Are y'all ready for what I believe one of the answers might be? Okay, th these to me are true riches and then we're getting out of here. If I can't trust you with worldly riches, how can I trust you with true riches? So I'm going to put worldly riches before you and see how you perceive it. So you got TV, social media, lace fronts, lashes, luxuries, diamonds, ice, cars, worldly riches, fame, lights, camera, Action, money, ah, face job, nip and tuck, this, red bottoms, I'm gonna put worldly riches in front of you to see what it means to you. And if I can't trust you with worldly riches, I can't give you true riches. Here's what true riches is to me from God, one of the arenas. I'll never say one thing is it because God is too vast. In my closing, my first closing. Here we go. True riches to me is the sleep of a working man is sweet. Whether he has little or much. Okay, that's true riches. That I can sleep in peace regardless if I have a little or a lot. Y'all missing it. Because there are people who have a whole lot and cannot, it says it, but the stomach of the greedy, of the rich, who hungers for even more, will not let them sleep. The greedy, the ones who always want more, more riches, more money, more fame, more, more influence, more power. They can't even sleep. That's where you get team no sleep. Greedy. Y'all sleeping, I'm working. Go to bed. It's quiet on this side. Let me see what side. I'm team rest in the Lord. I'm team sweet sleep. Look at your neighbor and say, we team sweet sleep. Not just sleep, sweet sleeps. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? So I'm going to work and have all this money and cannot sleep? Money can't give you sleep. Look at, okay. Here we go. You all right, babe? All right. Behold, I'm going to keep talking. Here I go. Are y'all cool? Y'all good, right? I love y'all. Behold, here, babe, look. Here's what I have seen to be good and fitting. To eat and drink and to find, uh-oh, to find enjoyment in all my work. In all he, the labor in which he labors under the sun during the few days of his life, which God gives him. For this is his reward. 
So the reward is to be able to eat. Y'all ate, right? Drink, you wash it down with something, right? And enjoy, find enjoyment on my job. I know I like those three claps. Because to us, a reward is the check. <laughs> that's not a reward. That's payment. That's owed to you. The reward is I enjoy something about this job. Okay. Find enjoyment in all your labor. What do you like about your job? Find that and work through that space. I don't like my boss, but I like my coworker. Thank God for this job. I don't like my coworker, but I like the janitor. Thank God for that. Find something you enjoy. Y'all quiet. That's the gift of because you gotta work. You gotta work. I'm working right now, but I love it. God has, oh, let me calm down. God has blessed us to be able to enjoy our labor. Yes, sir. That's so good. Find something you enjoy about your job and kill it. They don't. Because coming up in finances includes in finding enjoyment with where you are. Some of it is an adjusted price. Some of it is an adjusted mentality. You got to work. I don't care if you got your own business. You got to find enjoyment in all of your labor. That's the gift of God. So the reward is not the... I'm, I'm too loud. So you holding your ear. You good? I'm just very in tune with you. That's all. Very in tune with you. Let me calm down. Turn my mic down a little bit. Never mind, keep it up. <laughs> turn up! Matter of fact, turn me up five notches. This is serious, man. You go to work miserable every day, waiting on them zeros to be added, thinking that's the reward. No, I'm going to the same raggedy job that's under somebody else's, okay? I'm going to somebody else's thing with joy, because you can give me a check, but you cannot give me joy. You can take my check, but you cannot take my joy go to work tomorrow with something your job can't give you live i wish y'all was woke this morning i said go to work tomorrow walk in there with things go in with true riches i'm walking in with peace i'm walking in with joy i'm walking in with love i'm going to work tomorrow with things the job can't give me screaming here Here. But I like the energy. My reward is to find enjoyment. So you're waiting for your reward outside of the workplace. You think your reward is really going to come at 5 o'clock after work? No. In Christ, he rewards me with joy at the job. Are y'all hearing me? Because you got to work. All the days, the few days of your life, you go and work. So it's the gift of God that you enjoy something about what you do. Ask your neighbor, what do you enjoy about your job? Now wait for an answer. Go ahead. Wait for, let them tell you. Let them tell you. Let them tell you. <laughs> Nah, that ain't the right answer. Wait a minute. Wait. They still think like, um, I like my outfits. <laughs> Jay, that's you. You like your outfits. I'm just playing with you. That's the reward. That's the come up in the area of finances that I can work and it's not burdensome to me. I don't go and work like... Oh, I could, but I could also go in. Watch this. Jacob, I'm, I'm, I'm closing now. Jacob wanted to marry Rachel, right? Rachel was fine. She looks so good. <laughs> you, 
know something means something to you when you, you know, change races, you change your dialect, like, so God. You just change, you just talk like somebody else. I mean, it's beyond me. It means something more than just me. She looks so good. Leah, the older daughter, was a little rough on the eyes, the Bible says. The Bible. Oh, come on. I didn't say it. Your Bible said it. Yours. This ain't the Bible. It's the Bible. Say, Leah was rough on the eyes. And that was Laban's son. Jacob came to work for Laban. Can I have Rachel? Sure. You can have her. Here we go. If you work for me seven years. Did y'all hear? Okay. Seven years. Not seven days. Not seven weeks. Not seven months. She must have been a bad mamma jamma. Just as fine as she could be. She must have. Let me stop for the saints. She must have been a brick. Get saved. Every road gets saved. Look at your neighbor and say, you need Jesus. Oh, back here too. Malik, Joe, you need him. Salman, you need Jesus. Everybody back to my left. She was so bad. Jacob was like, all right, I'm in. I'll work. And Jacob served, how long? For Rachel. And they seemed to him. Go to the scripture before this. Go to the scripture before this. Go to the scripture before this. Watch, watch, watch. Here we go. I'm going to set it up now. Look, every man whom God has given riches and possessions, he has also given the power and the ability to enjoy them. Whoever he gives money to, he also gives you the power to enjoy it, which insinuates riches don't bring joy. It's an insinuation. Whoever I give possessions and riches to, I also give you the ability to enjoy it. So that only comes from God. If you enjoy what money has bought, that's God. Because that thing can't give you joy. I feel like running and live, but I got to close. Right? So that's, he, he has given him the joy to uh, his allotted portion and to rejoice in his labor. This is the gift of God. That you enjoy it, whether you have none or whether you have riches and possessions. You still need me to enjoy it. Here we go. I'm going to let y'all go. For he will not, look, the guy who he blesses or the woman will not often consider the troubled days of his life. You're not even going to think about the troubled days of your life because God keeps you occupied and focused on the joy of his heart and the tranquility of God that dwells in him. So even the trouble that I face, I don't feel it. Well, even the days that are hard, I don't consider that because my focus is the joy of it. Now go to the next scripture. My focus is the joy. Now, now go to the next scripture is what I said. <laughs> is that it? There you go. Thank you so much. Now, them seven years wasn't nothing to him because his focus was his love. I'm telling y'all, find something you love at your job. Find something you enjoy. Find something that pleases you there. And your days, years will seem like a few days. Only God can do that. He worked seven years and it was a few days. And after these seven years, the, the father gave him the wrong daughter. The Bible says he went into the tent. To consummate the marriage. Here's the kicker. Okay, here's the kicker. Your Bible. I'm, 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 I'm going to leave it alone after this, but this is a cool thing. Here's the kicker. You laughing because you know what I'm talking about. He went in the tent to consummate his marriage. The Bible said, and when he arose the next morning, he looked like, ah!
Shrek wife. Like, yo! And the father said, it's not customary to marry the youngest first. You got to marry the oldest. Well, why didn't you tell me that before these seven years? He said, finish out the week of festivities, the marriage festivities. Then I'll give you Rachel if you work for me another seven years. What did Jacob say? All right. 20 years of this man's life just to get, but it seemed to him a few days. How long you been on your job? You already frustrated 14 days. Okay. But ain't that crazy that he ain't know it wasn't her until he woke up? What kind of party? Never mind. What kind of party was that? All right, let me end this, man. There's so much more. Let's go to slide number 12. Let me end. I ended it here. Uh, next one, please. Next one. I'm the Lord. I look into a person's heart. I can test a person's mind. So I can decide what each one deserves. I can give each one the right payment for what he does. Thank you, Liv, for coming this morning. Thank you all for being so patient and so kind and sitting in your seats. Immediately following this, we're going to pray. We're going to raise our offering. See how much money means to you. We're going to go home. Let me go. The Bible says God sits in the secret place. Don't pray all for people to hear you pray. Don't even give. Look, I'm giving. Are you posting giving, giving, giving? I fed the poor. Look. Mm -mm. He said, don't even let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. When you pray, go into your secret place. Secret yard. It says, go to your secret place where the Lord is. God is chilling. In the secret place of your heart. Secret place is not always nasty, dark, evil. It just means nobody knows. So the secret place is the place of your options. It's the seat of all of your options. I can slap you or I can walk away. I can yell at you like you're yelling at me. Or I can give a soft answer that turns away wrath. Nobody knows your options, though. People don't even know that you... you yeah, I could put you, like, in the dirt and cover you with sand. Like, that thought has passed my mind. They don't know. And I'm not saying you're an evil person, but the fact that you didn't choose that means that you're a good person. I, you understand what I'm saying? But God is saying, I can reward you because I see the options. Your friends don't see y'all. They just see, all right, let's go. But in your mind and in your heart, you had all these girls. I, you have all these other evil, natural, carnal, spiritual, Holy Ghost, hell. All these options are in the secret place. But your behavior is what you choose. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He says, I am the Lord. I can look into a person. He sits in the secret place. And he sees your decisions, and he rewards you from here. God rewards you from here. Man rewards you from what they see you doing. Well, she's so nice. She giving like, that could be the most evil person in the world. But they're just looking at what you do from the outside. God is like, I'm not impressed. Man looks at the outside. I'm chilling in a secret place. So God always, if you're in Christ, this is how it works. I'm trying to tell you. If you're in Christ, it's a wrap. If you save, it's over. You're in this new room now. And this refrigerator will only work. I only reward from the secret place. I can give you the right reward. I can give you the right payment because I'm in your heart looking at that. Increase comes as your soul prospers. I would that you would prosper and be in health 
even as your soul prospers. I was listening to the intro and Alice was talking about getting closer to God, getting a closer relationship with God. And I'm like, this is so amazing. Even though it sounds so simple, we should pray more. We should talk to him more. We should just get closer to him. We need more of him. And then the group started singing more of him. And it was so overwhelmingly supernatural to me. Because I'm like, man, if we can get that, the results we expected and the fruit we desire will come. God rewards from the secret place. Where's your heart at? Where's your heart as it pertains to money? Where's your value system? Is it in the world's way? Or is it like, Lord, you put me here. Show me how to do this. Show me how to handle my business. My challenge to all of you is that you make God your master and not money. Can you stand with me, love? Everybody stand. I'm sorry. I've been talking about this for the last three weeks because I never finish. So this is a to be continued. So don't leave like it just it's, it's meant to be connected to something else. So you got to come back again. Father, I love you and I thank you for all those under the sound of my voice. I pray in the name of Jesus that as our soul prospers, you will prosper us. Pray that we're not vain or foolish or governed by our own wisdom on how to get money. Man, let us just lean on you and you give us power to get wealth. Life cannot be about making money. It's not. I'm not going to wake up every day like, how can I make money? How can I make money? How can I make No. I'm not a money maker. I belong to God. So, Father, we shift our focus now from us to you. And every time we do that, we get the best out of life. You know why you put us here? Bring us to an expected end. I pray increase in our soul. More intimacy in our relationship with you. Let us hear your voice outside of church service hours. Let us have a relationship with you. You're the only one that can direct us. I can give business tips, but you give the wisdom to get wealth. But Father, we draw nigh to you. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you were blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.